in another episode of the Simple Success Podcast. And this is Financial Life Coaching from a Happiness Perspective. Are we positive about that? Poor Supuesto, DT, of course we are. Why would you ask? Well, it's just that after last week's really weird intro part... Oh, I see. You're worried that we'll um, repeat that, right? Sometimes you astound me, John. Well, thanks, Titi. But how this time? Just how you worked the title concept into our chat already. Yeah, and even before it was written, it helps to take deep breaths. Which is, of course, no, I can't bring myself to say it. Say what? Puh, 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 patience? Ah, I can't wait till no one ever says that again. Oh, just be patient, E.T. Ah, again. Repetition. Repetition? Repetition. What is it good for? Absolutely everything. It's the action of doing something again and again. Am I relating this to attitude? Are you? Are you? What? Um, We're turned around again. So am I? Yes, you are. Now go with it. Get started. Andale. Right. Your attitude is everything. It's the way you approach life, work, and relationships. So, if you want to be successful, start by repeating positive actions every day. Patience, persistence, and perspiration make an unbeatable combination for success. Napoleon Hill Court detected. Please explain that. How are they an unbeatable combination for success? Sure, since you ask. For starters, perspiration is sweat equity. Thomas Edison said that genius is 1% inspiration and 99% perspiration. What else would you expect a commander of France to say? A commander of France? Yeah, Edison got that title at the 1889 Paris World's Fair, where he introduced the, uh, what did they call it, the phonophone record player? Yeah, like that, but not quite. Um, yeah, the, uh, talking machine. Yeah, that's a talking machine. Wax cylinders and stuff. So, what would he say? Oh, well, he'd probably say something like, Je suis responsable ici. Or maybe not. You are in charge here not, methinks. Well, at least you're thinking. When you combine sweat equity with tons upon tons of repetition and patience, you'll know success. There will be bumps on the road. That's expected of any pursuit, but sooner or later, you will hit pay dirt. Not to mention adding a few fascinating stories to your to your quiver. How important are repetition and patience in the pursuit of success? They're extremely important, Dee Dee. Repetition and patience are cousins. In pursuit of success and excellence in any area of life, repetition requires patience. That's an interesting way to look at it. I read that a drop of water hollows out a stone not by force but by constantly dropping. That describes repetition and patience, doesn't it? Consistently. Constantly. Consistently. Like the Rock of Gibraltar? Yeah, like the Rock of Gibraltar. Good one. When you have such a perspective, your efforts to get ahead in life may feel like harmless drops of water. But when you patiently repeat the process at regular intervals, even the stoniest of situations will give way. In addition to physical strength... I should have power in my mind? Yes, D.T. Your mind plays an integral role in the pursuit of success. The subconscious mind consists of a field of consciousness in which 
every impulsive thought that reaches the objective mind through any of the five senses is classified and recorded. So I can change that? You've got it. You can consciously program yourself to create ideas that will help you achieve your goals. For example, if you want to lose weight, you could write down every calorie you consume each day and visualize yourself losing weight. Then, when you wake up in the morning, you can repeat the visualization to reinforce the idea. You could increase from a little to a lot, too. You just don't have to do it right away. What do you mean? Oh, like when I started my walking steps goal back in 2015 with 5,000 steps a day. Not following yet. Okay, try this one on. I do that much before breakfast these days. Wow, but, but is right. I did not start there. It took patience. Uh-huh. So what does the subconscious do in this picture? Good question. The subconscious acts first on the dominating desires which have been mixed with emotional feelings such as faith. But doesn't programming to goals get in the way of achieving desires? It doesn't have to, sir, doubt. In fact, if you do not conquer yourself, you will be conquered by yourself. Does the subconscious mind ever rest? Not as far as we know. The subconscious mind works day and night, drawing upon the forces of infinite intelligence for the power with which it voluntarily transmutes one's desires into their physical equivalent, making use always of the most practical media by which this end may be accomplished. Hmm, lot to digest there. Can I control my subconscious mind, or is it a permanently messy situation? You cannot entirely control your subconscious mind, DT, but you can voluntarily hand over to it any plan, desire, or purpose that you wish transformed into a concrete form. And in accord with that, there is one super important thing that only Daniel can control. And that is... Break number one. Decor. Hello, everyone. This is John with the Simple Success Podcast, financial life coaching from a happiness perspective. Because we know you want to show us some serious love in return for the tremendous benefits you get from us please head over to the support link in our written show notes. That's the words on your podcast player. There, you can choose from a $9.99 per month doing level of support, a $4.99 knowing level, or a basic intro level of just $0.99 per month. Great place to start, whichever you choose. Thank you so much for helping us do this for you. And to leave us a voice message, which just might see the light of day in a future podcast, go to those same written show notes. You'll go to a site where you can leave a video, audio, or text-only message, depending on how you feel at the moment. You can also send us an audio file attached to an email if you use just more than your phone for stuff. I won't repeat those links because weird. And anyway, show notes. It's all in there, and it's all easy. Before the break, you were telling me that I cannot entirely control my subconscious mind. Yeah, that's true, DT. You can have a profoundly positive impact, though. The subconscious mind isn't a slave as some perceive it to be, but mastering it can prevent us from quitting when we are a mere three feet from gold. A mere three feet from gold? What does that even mean, John? One of the most common causes of failure is the habit of quitting when one is overtaken by temporary defeat. Every person, me included, guilty of this mistake at one time or another, especially when we think it will be automatic afterward. 
Especially then, yes. Are you about to ask for examples again? A statement first this time. Excessive hand-washing is often pointed to as a sign of possible OCD, at least when there's repetition compulsion going on. It is, yes. What's your point? But could it also be a sign of persistence or repetition? Oh, yeah. Just like making your bed, and with the benefits you might not see at the start. Sounds like having a good attitude. It does sound like that, doesn't it? Hmm. Maybe that's because it's true. But... The people in the three feet from gold story just up and quit, huh? That did happen. The drillers were tired after days of drilling with no results. They tried everything, but nothing worked. They had even tried to dig down deeper, but the vein was just not there anymore. They had given up hope. As they say, all good things must come to an end, right, John? Well, not exactly. That's conventional thinking. It could just plain stay good forever. It all depends on the individual and their thinking. So, how did it go for our guys in the story? Here's how it went. They called a junk man. Now, a junk man takes old stuff and sells it at a garage sale or flea market. He doesn't need any tools or machines because he already knows exactly what he's doing. There are many different types of junk men. One type cleans out trash cans. Another sorts through your garbage. And an antique junk collector goes through abandoned houses looking for treasures. Yeah? So what was different here? This junk man called a geologist to examine the site. The geologist told him all about fault lines and asked if he could see any. After looking around, he said there were definitely faults all through the area. And then he went back to his office and started doing some calculations to back it up. He came back and said that the mine wasn't going to work because the fault lines were too close together. What are fault lines? And why were they so important? They are lines on a rock surface or the ground that trace geological faults. They are key in exploration of any ore. This engineer's calculations showed that the vein would be found just three feet away from where the people in the story had stopped drilling. And that is exactly where it was found. It seems like fortune favors the guy who is in repetition and patience mode. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? In fact, in this case, the junk man took millions of dollars in ore from the mine because he knew enough to seek expert counsel before giving up. But Mr. Darby, the guy in the story, made another discovery. Ah, oh, he was such a lucky fellow, this Mr. Darby, making two immense gold discoveries in quick succession. Oh, sorry, no, DT, it's not gold in the literal sense. Mr. Darby made the discovery that desire can be transmuted into gold. When he decided on his goal and his definite purpose in life, he found he had mined something way better than gold nuggets. So, persistence and repetition are two important keys to success then. Yep. Just as a professional athlete wouldn't show up to a game expecting to win without putting in the practice, an investor shouldn't expect to make money without being patient. But I want immediate results. Everybody else probably does too. And Rome wasn't built in a day, and neither are investment portfolios. When it comes to investing, slow and steady really does win the race. Many people think that making money in the stock market is all about finding the quote-unquote hot stocks and getting in on the ground floor of the next big thing. But the truth is, most investors who make a lot of money do so not by picking winners, but by staying invested in good companies for the long haul. 
Oh, some boring financial planner of wisdom again. This may seem like boring advice, but it's actually very important. Winners don't avoid difficult situations. Studies have shown that one of the best predictors of future stock market returns is simply the amount of time an investor has been invested. So, the longer you stay invested, the more likely you are to make money? Correct. Now, this isn't to say that you should never sell a stock. There will be times when it makes sense to take your profits and move on. But if you're looking to make the most money possible from investing, patience and repetition are key. What about that hodling thing? Oh, HODL. You mean H-O-D-L, the hold on for dear life acronym that's all the rage, right? Yeah. Well, that has some valid points, but it also shows a lack of experience. Do tell. Okay, even the mainstream is picking up on that phrase now. And the mainstream definitely lacks experience. Why do you say that? Because if they had experience, they wouldn't think they've finally found the answer unlike everyone else. John, just like this story, success has crazy twists and turns, doesn't it? Yep. Before success comes in any man's life, he is sure to meet with much temporary defeat and perhaps some failure. When defeat overtakes a man, the easiest and most logical thing to do is to quit. But if it's your first rodeo, it's way too early to quit. That is exactly what the majority of people do. Yeah, but if you are in repetition and patience mode and you don't quit, you are the bigger person with a bigger bank balance to boot. Oh, way more than just money. What do you mean? I mean freedom. I mean freedom like we find in... Break number two. We know a lot about you already because we know ourselves. For example, we know that you know how to listen to our podcast. We also know that you probably know how to subscribe. So as soon as you're done with that, tell us your story. We have ways you can contact us. It involves a special link where you can leave us a message. We may have an email address for you as well in the future, and we'll let you know if that happens. The reason for subscribing... I thought you'd never ask. When you subscribe, you automatically download all future episodes of that podcast. It just happens in your player without you having to go search again. How cool is that? This means better rankings for the podcast, more attention from advertisers, and more money. And this means more and better stuff for you. So your motivation is simple and easy. Subscribe today, whatever app and from whatever place you like. And don't just try to subscribe. There is no try. There is only do. We're changing the way we look at things. And remember, that's good. Eso es bueno, Sebo. Also remember, this is financial life coaching from a happiness perspective. Coaching happiness. Our call to action is right in the show notes. Find it and you win too. Back from our second break. Hey, you've been on a roll today, John, but your work's not done yet. How does this all tie into investing? Ooh, good question, DT. And I'm sure you have several investing tips. I'll let you go first. Huh? How do you know you can trust me? Well, we're not on Zoom, so you can't be Zoom bombing us. And that's all it takes? Well, for now. But do go on with your tips or personal stories, or whatever you have for us. Okay. One takeaway I have here is that there is a method to the madness of investing, and... That method involves, among other things, repetition and patience. What else? I should not quit when I face temporary defeat. That's just going to happen sometimes. Meantime, 
I may be a mere three feet away from hitting gold. You are on a roll, DT. I'll keep going then. Patience is also important when building wealth. In the words of Warren Buffett, if you don't find a way to make money while you sleep, you will work until you die. Oh, that's good. As long as we don't get caught up in the implied FOMO. The implied FOMO? That you have to be making money now, today, pronto. Well, that's a good thing, isn't it? Only so far as it doesn't forget patience and persistence. Because even that famous author guy that you always quote counsels us that way. Something about as long as you have a definite purpose, you can still afford to change the plan you need to get there. Napoleon Hill Court detected. And for good reason. It's important to have the right attitude if you want to be successful. Approach life and investing with a positive outlook and don't be afraid to take risks. Work hard and be patient. The more you repeat positive actions, the more likely you are to see success. Repetition creates habits, and successful people have good habits. So be patient, and eventually, your hard work will pay off. Even if my patience is stretched to its limits? Yeah, many people give up lifelong adventures and dreams because their patience was stretched to its limits, and they didn't seem able to handle a seemingly small amount of pain. A good example is an athlete who keeps practicing the same play for days, months, even years. We all look at the big new star in whatever sport or music or whatever it is and forget that they spent years getting good at it. Right, we do. And that's exactly what we are here to combat. Ah, I see it now. Repetition can make me master a sport or an art. Indeed. And that's when your patience needs to kick in too. The race is not for the swift, neither is the battle for the strongest, but the one who endures the pain. Every time you associate pleasure with repetitive success-oriented tasks, you override the feelings that may make you lose patience with yourself or the rate of progress. It's the same thing that happens with a repetitive pain injury. Okay, but since this isn't a physical therapy pod, bring it home to investing for us. Right. Good catch, DD. With the information that your subconscious mind receives, you may voluntarily plant it in any plan, thought, or purpose which you desire to translate into its physical or monetary equivalent. You mean my subconscious mind is that powerful? Yes, D.T. It's the engine that drives your entire being. Return to the mind and visualize, really visualize in full color, what lies at the other end of your journey. And you make sure it's what you want and not what you don't want. Napoleon Hill Court detected. Okay, Vina. Here's an Einstein one, then. The definition of insanity is repeating the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. True, but Vina wasn't expecting a different result. And we're not expecting a different result, either. We're expecting to get better because we practiced. I once heard a guy, when confronted with the comment that he was better than he was at something years ago, say, Of course I'm better. And it's not because I'm egotistical about it, it's because I practiced. And that's true here. What I'm talking about isn't blind repetition, but purposeful repetition. You see this in athletes who repeat a particular exercise during practice for weeks on end. There is a purpose in the repetition. There is some method to the madness. So, if it's working, keep working it, right? That's right. 
If it's working, keep working it. Be patient with the little incremental progress you're making because it's all the small steps put together that add up to those million miles. Patience, assistance, and repetition make an unbeatable combination for success. Napoleon Hill Court detected. Again. Will you please read Think and Grow Rich? Didn't I say something about my to-do list before, Karen? This is my suggestion, DT. Why don't you remove it from your to-do list and start doing it ASAP? I mean, this isn't one of those books that you read just once and you're done. It's a real-life story that you need to have memorized. What you mean is that I should factor in repetition in my reading habits, right? Yeah, that's practice, my friend. Which is how you've all gotten good. Gracias por escuchar. A la prochaine. This podcast and our other podcast are productions of Little Red Hen Industries. The supporting cast who helps me bake the bread includes Techno King, John C. Brandy, Fact Checker, Abraham Lincoln, French Consultant, Virginia Mitchell, Media Expert, Favor, Abbasi E.K., Psychologist, William James, Rabbit Hole Advisor, Dr. Mark Perrot, Sound Designer, Goodly Amo, Marconi, Spanish Consultant, Cameron J.K. Brandy, Videographer, Alfred Hitchcock, Audio Props, Les Paul, Inspiration, Napoleon Hill and Earl Nightingale. We also have websites, and you can subscribe to both podcasts and get ebooks and other great stuff. You can send us a video, audio, or text message, but of course, you'll have to head to the show notes, either on your phone or on the web, to actually get links and stuff. And those clickable links are in the show notes. And before we forget, the artificial intelligence or AI voices you hear in our work come from the online tone generator linked in the show notes. Finally, you can find us on Podmatch and Listen Notes, where we consider guests and guesting on other pods. And really finally, the music for our pods comes from Cute by Ben Sound and from Piano Background by Nick Simon Adams. The sound effects credits go to Jackson Academy Ashmore, Canoe CG, Dr. Jekyll, Joe Payne, Everything Sounds, MK Play Moss Stories, ERH, and Just Kidding. Yes, that's his name. All on freesound.org. Paul. <laughs>